Perfect Talk is what it do. It's your guy DJ Pluck Pluck Playboy in the building holding it down, man. Make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. On this episode, we got to talk about the conflict that's going on overseas. Everybody want to know, how come Drake not talking? How come DJ Khaled not talking? But do they even got to make a comment? We're going to talk about that. Also, we got to talk about all the protests that have been going on at college campuses around the nation. We also got to talk about your girl, Britney Spears. She dropping a tell-all book and she dropping names. You know I was going down. And also, Halloween's right around the corner. The SAG after is telling the actors who they can and can't be for Halloween. We're going to talk about that and much, much more. It's Perfect Talk. DJ Playboy. Perfect Talk is what's good. It's your guy, DJ Pluck -a -pluck -a Playboy. In the building, holding it down for you, man. Happy to be here. It's fall. Nice, crisp weather outside. Halloween coming up, creeping up on us, coming up real soon. A lot of Halloween events going on, man. Uh, what happened with me this week? I got to go to a track event with my daughter. Uh, a lot of kids were running in it, something that she was chosen for to represent her school. And I want to say maybe out of like 30, 40 kids, she came eighth place, top 10. You know what I mean? So I'm proud of my little mama. And uh, we just been holding it down, proud dad, stuff like that. But let's get right into what we came here for, the Perfect Talk Podcast, baby. That's right. Plicker's Spotlight Story. Usually there's a story out there. It might be a big one, might be a small one, but it's something that I feel I got to shine a light on. And this one has to do with the conflict overseas, Israel, uh, Hamas, you know, Israel, Palestine. A, a, a question was brought up by DJ Vlad, and he posed a question as to why Drake, maybe arguably the most famous Jewish person in the world. I mean, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, maybe. I think Jerry Seinfeld's Jewish, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, but he is definitely top two, top three. And DJ Khaled, who is arguably the most famous Palestinian person in the world, um, why haven't they made any comments about the conflict that's going on in the Middle East? And uh, I'll read Vlad's X post. Has anyone noticed that the most famous Jewish person on earth, Drake, and the most famous Palestinian person on earth, DJ Khaled, hasn't said a single thing about the Gaza-Israel conflict? It's not like Drake is too busy. He's writing paragraphs about Joe Budden hurting his feelings about his new album. DJ Khaled has been working overtime promoting his new Jordan sneakers, but both of them have been silent on this topic. Why is that? It's because both are so thirsty to maintain their relevance that they wouldn't dare risk insulting a segment of their fan base. Heaven forbid that Drake might debut at number two behind Taylor Swift because some of his Palestinian fans chose not to stream his album. And it would be the end of the world if Khaled sold a few less sneakers because some Jewish people decided not to buy his Jordans. The difference between artists of today and timeless legends like Tupac, you know damn well Pac would be the first one to speak out about something so close to home. And DJ Vlad, um, I'm not sure where his motivation lies uh i believe vlad is jewish um and, and he's spoken out on the subject and you know that's his right that's something he's allowed to but also vlad is known for controversy vlad's known for beef vlad's known for shaking shit up to, to to put it lightly vlad's known for just for shaking it up that's that's what he's here for that's what he's doing and what he's known for and that's what he's doing right now it's it's a good question and this question that she posed but i'll put the answer out there I don't think it's something that they need to speak about. I don't think it's something that we I'd lose respect for them uh, for not speaking out about it because it's very polarizing. And because it's such an important issue where lives are being lost, 
Um, people are losing members of their family. People are being losing members of their home countries. It's something that you might not just want to rush and make a statement about. You might want to take your time on this and uh, really calculate what you're going to say because a lot of what we're seeing right now is people's reactions to their allegiance to their side, picking one side over the other. And I'm not sure if Drake or Khaled ever planned on do making a statement, but it's also, it's, it's maybe you want to take a couple weeks and really think about what you want to say, where this goes, you know what I mean? What happens uh, before you jump out the box? Because there is a difference, I think, at least for Drake, where he might feel that even though like that, you know, might be his religious background he, it is kind of, you're separated from it. Like, he's not even from America, you know what I'm saying? He's he's from Canada, you know what I mean? So maybe he doesn't feel connected to Israel in that in that way. Um, I doubt it. I, I feel like he definitely has to have some sort of connection, some type of emotional response. But I'm also the guy that'll tell you, don't always run the social media with your emotional responses. Um, now, Vlad brought up a good point. Drake is running to social media for his emotional responses towards Joe Button or Charlemagne the God, um, or, or anyone who might have something to say about Canada or his album, but his emotional response on this isn't something that he's running social media about. But can we also put that in the same bucket? Those those seem like in terms of seriousness, in terms of importance, those are two different categories, you know, apples and oranges. So I'm not going to knock Drake or DJ Khaled for not speaking up about it. I think Khaled's in a different box because, you know, he's truly... Uh, is Khaled from there? Let me look it up. Perfect. Okay, so Google says DJ Khaled was born in New Orleans. Um. So, yeah, so... look, But his family background is obviously from there. Um... He might also have that same type of separation that Drake might have where, yes, there is a, a heritage and a tie there, but it's it would be different if it was an American atrocity that occurred and they weren't speaking up about it. I think they're, or, or, or at least in Khaled's you know, case, because he's from America, that, you know what I mean? I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm the child of an immigrant, you know what I mean? And... I don't necessarily know if I would feel compelled to speak out of the box if something were to happen um, to the island of Grenada. Like, it, I, I, I would think I would, but this particular one is so polarizing where you're seeing things where, like, college kids are losing job opportunities. Literally, I want to say an NYU student lost a uh, job offer from law firm Winston & Straw because of his views on the Palestine um Israel conflict. That's nutty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um I feel I think I, he's not the only one. There are a few students that, you know, have spoken out, made these protests, but have been punished at, at these protests for speaking their opinions. Now for instance, like the student I just spoke about, the president of NYU Student Bar Association, uh his view, his opinion uh, was that Israel bears full responsibility for this tremendous loss of life. He wrote that in a letter that uh, went to the group and went viral and uh, was quickly condemned. You know, I mean, um, since then, he lost that job offer and is being removed from his position. Now, whether you agree with the views in this case or in another case um, or, or you, you see the, the clashes that are happening, I think to punish people for their views 
just because they don't they don't align with yours would be uh, is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Um, and then even more ridiculous than that is to say that be someone being silent is anti-Semitism. That's dangerous to to, to equate silence with any form of hatred or or, or anti-Semitism. I think is being just fit unfair, like to people that have these voices because. We're living in an age now where, you know, you've seen it. Mia Khalifa lost opportunities for speaking out about her heritage where, you know, I mean, she felt her alliance uh, to where she pledges her allegiance to. Um, She spoke out about in in favor of that and lost, you know, opportunities. So it's a slippery slope. It's dangerous. You know what I mean? Um, But I think we also got to allow people to be able to, to feel their feels not in front of the camera, not in front of a microphone, not on social media, if they decide to. Like, for me, silence isn't the same as accepting what has happened, as turning a blind eye. Um, I think it's just, we we lived in an era that people didn't run to their phones every time they had an opinion about something, and you should be allowed to do that for certain subjects because of the way that you hold when you say the wrong, like I, I, you say the wrong thing. I can't imagine like what, it, I don't see what it even does for Drake or Khaled. You know what I mean? Like you, you say the wrong things and then boom, now everyone has a reason to speak out about, against you. Now everybody has a reason to dislike you. So I don't knock them for doing that. I say, feel your feels. I also think it's really unfair to uh, punish students who are speaking when, you know what I mean? There's, demonstrations being held worldwide there was a demonstration in london where thousands of people you know were calling for a ceasefire and uh to allow aid to come in and you know i mean that's what they protest so in new york city you know dozens of people were arrested uh at at a pro at at a demonstration so to have these college kids seeing these demonstrations go on and then not be able to speak their mind on their own campus is hypocritical and like I said, to wrap it all up, if you feel like Drake or Khaled, where you might want to keep your opinions to yourself, I'm for that. And if you want to be like these college kids where you want to protest, you actually want to speak your voice, you should be able to do that without having to worry about losing job opportunities and scholarships and, and, and your positions on campus and things of that nature. That's that's insane, too. So this war is definitely pointing out a lot of uh, hypocritical parts of our society and it's putting it front and center. And I'm glad because it's something that, you know, one, we need to discuss, but two, needs to be shining a light on. And that's what we do here. Perfect talk, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's Click the Spotlight Story. And we're going to move right on to uh, my favorite segment. It's called Have You Heard? I hear headlines in the news. I'll bring it right here to my perfect talkers to see if you heard. First one up, man. People be writing these books, man. These books is popping right now. You, you seen your girl last week, Jada Pinkett, was holding down the entire news cycle. And now this week, it's all about Britney, bitch. Yep, Britney Spears back in the news for her new book. Britney Spears, The Woman in Me, The Tell-All Memoir, where she's talking about everything from her relationship with Justin Timberlake. Um, I think news that came out was that, you know, they she was pregnant at one time with his kid. Uh, Justin reportedly was not interested in being a father at the time, did not think either of them were ready to be parents. And uh, she had to have an abortion. They had to keep it secret. She had to do it in the crib. Um, and it was hard. It, that, understandably, you know what I mean? Um, Brittany's also 
speaking about things such as uh, Justin cheated on her. He broke up with her over text. Um, said Adderall was her drug of choice at the time. She wasn't into the hard drugs and the, the cocaine and the alcohol, but you know, Adderall was her thing. Speaks about a relationship that she had with Colin Farrell. Telling all, telling all. So a big part too, you know, like, cause we look at Britney, remember the whole free Britney campaign and then Britney comes out and she's dancing in her panties every other week on Instagram. You know what I mean? Last time she had the knives, you know what I mean? Scaring the shit out of her dogs. <laughs> it It's something that you, you get concerned for Britney. And I remember it started back when she had shaved her hair. You know what I mean? Um, no one understood really what was going on, and they all assumed she was having a nervous breakdown. But as she tells it, the the head shaving was her way of pushing back from, you know, the the beauty norms that were put on her, the the pressures that were put on her to look a certain way and and be a certain way, and it was her way of fighting back and taking that. And I mean, more power to Britney. You know what I mean? If if that's what it was, uh, more power to anybody. You know what I mean? Like everybody's getting. Slayed a little bit, you know what I mean, for writing these books and telling their story, but that that is her, to her story to tell, you know what I mean, now, how Justin feels about it, how Colin Farrell, how, you know, Jamie Lynn Spears <laughs> might feel about it, you know, they might be collateral damage and all this, and, and they also have the opportunity to write their own stories and tell their own parts of the story, uh, whether it be true or not, um, you got to feel for Justin, though. You know what I mean? He, he catching strays every couple of years. Because he was just catching this when we did the whole Free Britney documentary was out. Now he catching strays once again. So, Justin, I feel for you. Like, we're we not Eskimo brothers, but I think we've both been with crazy women at, at some point in our life. Um, and that just happens, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Also, I'm, on, I'm not in, really in the camp of holding somebody... I won't say responsible, but I'm not going to crucify you for things that you did in your early 20s. Like, you know what I mean? If we were all held to our lowest moments in our early 20s, I think we'd all have something to be ashamed of. You know what I mean? So to put it back up and point it in Justin's face and, you know what I mean? That's crazy. Just just focus on the new Trolls movie, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? And 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 get it. You know what I mean? Just just keep it moving. What could you do? In a week or two, nobody's going to care about it. You know what I mean? And, and let Britney get her money. Let Britney sell her books. And then, you know what I mean, do what she got to do. But, you know what I mean, unfortunately, yeah, that's what happens. And and we seen that this week. Uh, moving on, what have you heard? Uh, Jada Pinkett, she she came out and she was dropping bombs. Tupac had alopecia. You know what I mean? Uh, Will Smith and her been separated for about seven years. You know what I mean? Chris Rock tried to holler. <laughs> and uh, she kind of had to go up on, on, like, the cleanup tour this week. You know what I mean? And, and you seen it. Jada Pinkett sat down with Fat Joe. You know what I mean? Sneaker shopping. <laughs> I, think, I think he gave us some sneakers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, you know, address certain things. The the whole Tupac was the soulmate. Uh, she's she's back on the Today Show with Holder. Just did you know the interview with Holder back again with Holder rocking out on the couch. And it was it was a different tone. It was really to clear things up. And it was really like it don't really seem like it cleared too much more up, to be honest with you. But it 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 felt like somebody might have been hurt. By the first round of interviews, somebody might have been hurt by the first round of podcast visits and 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 the press tour for it. And uh, you know, let's go back out there and let's see what we could let's see what we could clean up as well as you know sell more books. Um, now I'll say this, man, I'm I'm not on the bandwagon of 
making Jada Pinkett feel like shit. Like, I, it's not, I, I don't even like the reception that she's getting because I think it's unfair. I think she lived her life. She has a story to tell. And the people making all these assumptions about her did not, probably didn't read the book. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be honest. You know what I mean? Probably, probably didn't even read excerpts. You know what I mean? Most of us get our information from headlines. So to sit here and try to slay somebody off of something that you probably didn't even click on is crazy to me. Um... But also, I'm going to let you know that I think this whole situation is weird uh, to even put it out there and to kind of pull it back to be like we was separated, but, you know, still making appearances as if you weren't. But who am I to really be in her, her and Will Smith's business? That's their life to live. Um, if they view divorce as just something, a cardinal sin and something that they never want to dip their toe into, that's they right to do <laughs> you know what i mean and find another great love or if will finds <clears throat> another great love there's no finding another great love and i think that's the point it's like we are in a place now that we are in a deep healing space and we are really concentrating on healing the relationship between us so people will be like yo will don't do this don't rock out her but i think they talking about going right writing a book and i think that actually uh would be very beneficial to a lot of people out there because we all live in these relationships that we saw done in the past and, and they're supposed to be the ideal ones and they're these fairy tale things that we've seen growing up and 90% of relationships ain't like that, you know what I'm saying? And and you're going to have to know that it's going to have to be a little bit of giving up yourself and giving up your ideals. Something I like that Jada said was... Um, it's been wife, marriage for me, yeah, for yeah, my healing yeah. process. I came into that with very specific ideas, right? very specific ideas that were blocks to me just seeing yeah. Will as who he is. Yeah. He can't be this perfect idealized yeah. yes. husband. Yes, of course I not. have to be able to accept him for the human that he is. He yes, accepts me you. for the human that I am and we want to love each other there. Okay. So you might I think it's dope like that she's out here talking about this because I think that actually could help somebody else out. You know what I mean? Talking about her experiences with ayahuasca, um, you know what I mean? That that might help somebody, you know what I mean? Look at, at, at the minimum towards plant-based medicine, you know what I'm saying, before they run into something else. Um, just talking about how she had her own suicidal thoughts and, and, and things that um, just just starts, to, you know, that, that took her to a dark place. I think that's great because now someone, oh, let me go grab that book. Let me go check out this interview just to see what she's saying because a lot of people feel alone in these situations and it's good to hear that somebody else is going through the same thing. So I know it was real easy to hop on the hate jaded bandwagon. And, you know, parts of this past week, past two weeks with her doing these press tours, I was on the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not rocking with jaded bandwagon. But just as time goes on, I just realized, you know what I mean? One, ain't nobody going to care. <laughs> about everything that she's putting out a month from now, probably not even two weeks from now. And two, if you were to tell the story of my life, I don't know if I'm always going to come out looking like the good guy. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm always going to come out looking like the cool guy. So for her to be honest enough with us that, you know what I mean, and, and have that level of vulnerability with us that we can judge it and can look at it and can look at it from this standpoint where we might be able to point a finger at her, I, I think that takes enormous vulnerability and and. I hope that is really helping her and, and, and Will on their healing journey as, as as she said it is. Have you heard this year's Miss Universe contest is going to have two transgender contestants? Um, I want to say the contestants will be from uh, Portugal, Miss Portugal, well, Marina uh, Machete, 
is a 23-year-old flight attendant and will be one of the transgender contestants competing this year. Uh, who else? And Ricky Cole from the Netherlands will also be the other transgender contestant. Um, now, I've had views in the past, especially when it comes to... I, I think I'm pretty accepting of just all people and, and whatever you identify as. The only place I think where I had like a gray area um, was sports. I don't necessarily know if trans athletes should be competing with, you know, uh, people who were, were identified as uh, female at birth or male at birth. Like, I think males against males, you know, female against female, and then maybe transgender against transgender. I'm not sure. Um, even my daughter just did a, a track event this past week, and it was it was boys, girls, everybody ran together. You know, something like that. That's, you know what you're coming into. Like, I think that's cool, but especially not something physical or... Um, I don't know, <laughs> especially not something like, you know, like, like, I, like the swimming or MMA or even basketball where you might think that a male might have certain advantages over, uh, someone that was born, someone that was assigned female at birth. So in terms of competition, you know I mean? It's pretty cut and dry. Like I said, I think it should be male against male, female against female. Um, but this I'll be honest with you. I don't think I don't have anything against transgender contestants competing in Miss Universe. I think that um, the playing field is pretty fair, right? Because I believe the scoring in a Miss Universe contest is contestants are scored based on personal statements and in-depth interviews, as well as the evening gown and swimmer competition. So I don't necessarily know if a transgender woman would have any type of advantage over a woman that was assigned female at birth uh, based off of that criteria because, you know what I mean? Like, why shouldn't you be able to compete in that in that regard? If you got a dope interview, if you got some dope personal statements, if you know how to work the mic, pause, <laughs> for lack of a better term, then, you know what I mean, you're going to do good and if the evening gown and swimming competition, if everybody, you know, all the judges feel like that's where they want to go with, how could I argue with that? How could you say that? Now, what I will say is if you were assigned female at birth, you kind of got a 50-year advantage. You better, you know, use that to your advantage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't let them come in and outshine you. But if they do, they do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of like this isn't a fist fight. This isn't. A, a foot race this isn't you know what i'm saying a, a, a swim meet this is how good can you be at being miss universe the you know universally that chick <laughs> you know what i'm saying and I, i'd put my money on the ones that identify as female i don't but but i mean the the to the fact that these are the two transgender contestants are in there this year it means either they're doing something right in terms of the transition or or some of these judges are making a political play with it you know what i mean and I, I hope it's not for that reason like i really hope that these individuals are making it to the top of their field and able to represent their countries because they're the best qualified and not because portugal or uh the netherlands you know in their decision process wanted to show how accepting they are by picking um, Marina and Ricky, respectively. Um, 
but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. You know what I mean? And uh, shout out to acceptance. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and you know what I mean? Like everything's not cut and dry. And I think that's why you should have conversations. Like I said, I necessarily don't think that trans athletes should compete. Now I'm open to have that discussion and, and I'm open to be convinced otherwise. But um, I feel differently about this. I feel like this is a fair competition. Why shouldn't they be allowed to, to go in there? So you got to, um, everything's not cut and dry. Everything's not, I'm on this side of the aisle. I'm on that side of the aisle. You know what I mean? And and to be honest, this isn't even a political topic. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know what I mean? Like I, I, I say that figuratively, you know what I mean? I, I feel like this or I feel like that about it because, it, it, there's no cut and dry. Everything's different. You know what I mean? And I think we should allow, be allowed to have that uh, nuance. Have you heard? There are actors who are proposing to end the SAG after strike by removing a $1 million cap on union membership dues so that the highest earners can contribute more and be able to cover, uh, you know, health benefits for some of the lesser earning actors. Um... George Clooney was one of them, as well as Tyler Perry, Ben Affleck, Emma Stone, and Scarlett Johansson. Uh, they were all, you know what I mean, decided that this proposal would be something that they wanted to push forward to see if that might be a, a push to ending uh, the strike. You know what I mean? It was a good idea. Clooney said that if we offered to remove the cap dues, which will bring over $50 million, uh, to the union annually and well over $150 million in the next three years, we think it's fair for us to pay more into the union. Um, and I believe, you know, he feels that he can get more actors on board, you know what I mean, as a show of good faith to get the, the ball rolling. Um, however, the union said that, you know, it's nice and we do appreciate it. Uh, Fran Drescher, who is the president, uh, responded on Instagram, calling the offer generous, but saying that it does not impact the contract that we're striking over whatsoever. We are a federally regulated labor union, and the only contributions that can go into our pension and health plans must be from the employer. So what we are fighting for in terms of benefits has to remain in this contract. The SAC after uh, television and theatrical negotiating committee also responded, saying we're grateful that a few of our most successful members have engaged to offer ideas and support. The concept of the stars raising their own dues is worthy of consideration, but is in no way related to and would have no bearing on this present contract or even as a subject of collective bargaining. It is, in fact, prohibited by federal labor law. For example, our pension and health plans are funded exclusively from employer contributions. It also doesn't speak to the scale of the overall package. So pretty much sounds like they feel like the health benefits need to come from the employer and it shouldn't be coming from dues. Uh, from the highest earning actors. Uh, I get where George Clooney's coming from. I get where Tyler Perry, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Emma Stone are coming from in this situation. They're trying to show a, a, a good faith because they want to get back to work. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I respect that. You know what I mean? But also the union's like, all right, nice, but that's not what we want. We, You know what I mean? We don't want it from y'all. They got it <laughs> and we want it. And you know what I mean? And they seen the writers just get a little bit, you know what I mean, a situation worked out. So they're like, yo, okay, what's up? <laughs> you know what I mean? In similar news, SAG-AFTRA also asks actors that are in the union to avoid certain Halloween characters. Um, characters such as Marvel superheroes, Barbie, uh, Wednesday Adams. you know what I mean, popular, you know, streaming television shows, movies. Uh, stay away from that and to stick more with like ghost skeletons and spiders. 
<laughs> so like, damn, you know what I mean? Uh, and they said, you know, even if you do, if you do want to go out as one of these characters or feel like you want to dress up as somebody, please don't post it. <laughs> so it's like, all right, SAG, you know what I mean? Let's get let's get the show moving because you know what I mean. Actors want to get back to work, you know what I mean? We got we got late night TV shows back and it's cool. It's cool, but you know what I mean? They let's what's up? What's up with these movies happening? You know what I mean? What's up with these television shows? You know what I mean? Let's get these actors back out here promoting stuff that's out here. Cause there's probably yo, you know what I was thinking about the other day? That Black Beetle movie dropped and I heard it was like pretty good, but wasn't no promotion. Cause you know what I mean? Oh, there was the strike going on. You know what I mean? How many projects are kind of like slipping through the cracks that we're not hearing enough about because there's nobody bigging it up and giving it the props that it should. I heard the Jennifer Lawrence movie that just came out too long ago, you know what I mean? was uh no hard feelings you know what i mean that that it did i with the rotten tomatoes and all that so it's like but they couldn't put you know what i mean there was no push there was no promotion so you know what i mean let's get these actors back to work you know what i mean like i said shout out to george clooney tyler perry scarlett johansson ben affleck you know what i mean emma stone everybody out there that was doing their thing and really trying to get a push but sag after is like thank you but no thank you and that's another episode in the books people man it's your guy dj playboy representing for y'all um check me out on X at DJ Playboy. Check me out on Instagram at Plickapeezy, P L I C C A P E E Z Y, and follow Perfect Talk Podcast on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Also, check out the website www.perfecttalkpodcast.com for every episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. You can also find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. Uh, I know I'm forgetting one. Oh, YouTube. Yep, you know what I mean? Everything that you need right there, man. All the episodes, go check that out. Shout out, like, once again, everybody on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Make sure you get it up in the comments. And I told y'all, man, I was going to showcase a comment on every episode. And this one's no different. This one comes from my man, Chris Johnson, 4039. It was on the episode I dropped called DJ Envy Speaks Out About Accusations That He Was Part of a Real Estate Scam. Should he stay quiet? Go check it out right there. Or over here. Or over there somewhere. Probably over there. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, the comment was from Chris Johnson, 4039. Envy needs to have a Coke and a smile and STFU. This is not a game when the feds are involved. Pena can start singing like a temptation when the screws are put to him. And he won't mind serving up Envy to avoid jail time. You know, that's true. You know what I mean? And I agreed with that. Um... Shout out to Chris. You know what I mean? Keep on hopping in the comments. Keep on letting me know y'all opinions. Let me know how y'all feel. And like I said, go check out the episode somewhere over there. Rewind a couple seconds and you know what we talk about. But we up out of here, man. Make sure you keep doing what y'all do out there. Spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. It's your guy, DJ Playboy. Hop up in the comments. Make sure you subscribe. Holla at your boy. We here. Peace.